Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on tonight's show. Very special guests, multiple guests, two old friends that have investigated this smiley face killing phenomenon. And uh, Jim and I go back to 2017, 2016, I think. Uh, and he runs the Twitter feed, Smiley Face Cult. So you can see all of his postings going way back. And he and I have done three shows. You can see all of my true crime shows are now compiled on a podcast titled True Crime Reader, William Ramsey. So you can see the interviews or listen to the interviews I've done with Jim. And Igor and I have done three interviews as well. They're all there at True Crime Reader as well. And uh, I really kind of reached out to these guys after people are sending me, not even, not even Jim, but there's a lot more recent events that are very smiley face killers like a lot of uh, deaths. And so we're going to talk about those. But welcome, Jim and Igor. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Thanks William. All right, cool. So for people, maybe you can, I mean, maybe both of you can just do a brief background and how you got involved in the smiley face killers before we talk about this recent kind of uh, these recent events. Igor, would you like to go first? Sure, I would love to go first, I guess, uh, considering both uh, Jim and Will kind of uh, influenced me. Um, I obviously got interested from the uh, the Gannon and Duarte New York theory with regards to the uh, smiley face graffiti. But uh, what really drew my interest was the fact that the cases kept developing and there was new cases every year. Um, and it obviously wasn't a phenomenon that had stopped. So that, um, you know, researching further cases and and you know starting uh starting and doing some stuff with will um kind of is where i began i would say interesting um yeah i've, I've wanted to talk to i've been a fan for a while igor i think a lot of your discussions is fascinating um i got into this uh, many years back um you know I was actually in Minnesota on my first job out of college. I saw something about a couple stories that uh, all these young men were being found in the river where I had just been shown a beautiful part of Minnesota. And um, it's kind of, that's where it started for me, like 2004, 2005. Um, and then I, you know, I was mildly interested. It really wasn't interested. I saw some stuff on Fox news and it, like a lot of people and um you know, in short, it, this started happening in Atlanta where I live and um, I knew it immediately. And it went from a couple kids to being almost over 50 young males in Georgia, um, all the same stories. But as I started to investigate, I created my Twitter page to try to just expose people, local media, politicians, where these pockets of young men are being um, are vanishing and are being found in water and no one cares. And I thought that I could use the internet and Twitter to try to get out in front of this stuff when these stories break and try to embarrass the media and politicians and um, show people and, and try to get them educated so they could tell people and tell their kids or their friends about what's going on in America. Um, and it's just been a wild ride. Um, but William's been very supportive to me and my work since I've started, I, I owe him a great deal of gratitude. So you, part, you, you do some great work, Jim. I'm just going to put that in there. I mean, you get you get knowledge of cases before anyone does, and I still to this day don't know how how you know so quickly. I guess you have people messaging you, but uh, uh, quite impressive. 
Right, yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And you uh, guys have to go to Jim Smith's Twitter feed, which is at Smiley Face Colt, because he's got all these updates that we're going to talk about uh, today. But my start, just to let people know, was I thought it was an urban myth. And then I uh, followed this one case of Joey Labute that I've talked to the guys from True Crime Garage about. But Joey Labute was really my first introduction out of Columbus, Ohio. And I said, if this guy's going to be found in water, I'm going to freak out. And sure enough, he was found in the Scioto River, I think 19 days after he disappeared out of a bar, kind of the classic uh, MO. And so that really kind of made me really want to research more and research more. And then there were just follow on cases after follow on cases. Dakota James was a huge case that I followed that was out of Pittsburgh. And that's what led me to write my first and second documentaries. The first one featured a lot of input from Jim Smith. That was uh, Smiley Face Killers, who was abducting, torturing, and murdering young men in the U.S. and U.K. And then the second one was The Global Slaughter Continues. Uh, oh, no, Smiley Face Killers, The Global Slaughter Continues. So you can see both of those on Vimeo. But the reason I reached out is because there are many new cases. I'm going to post, try to post up some of the articles on YouTube so people can see some of these names. Uh, Jim, do you want to kind of start with one of these first uh, first people that you came across? kind of in the last two or three months? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'll say that since COVID, this has really slowed. The murders had have slowed, but they've started to slowly but surely come back as long as, as America has been opened up. But in the last 45 days since leading up to Halloween, it has exploded again. And there's young men, I mean, every other day, um, and it's they're not even trying to hide it. I mean, they're literally the same. I mean, people being kicked out of bars, being in fights, um, you know, being asked to leave. Um, it's it's pretty scary. And what the the most thing that's scary is that it's it's literally all over. And it's the same thing that Detective Gannon and Professor Gilbertson said 15 years ago was that sometimes multiple men go missing on the same night um, in different states, right? And then they'll all be found in water. And that's what we've really started to see. I mean, um, definitely there was a pocket, I would say, right before Halloween. You know, the first one that really I noticed was um, Brendan Santo um, at Michigan State, which Michigan State has a – he went missing on 1029 right before Halloween. and is still missing. And he goes, he was on the campus of Michigan State University, which has had multiple victims. There's other stories, terrible stories of young men being found on campus or v- vanishing. Um, it looked like Halloween was a pretty big night because um, the next or two nights n- later on Halloween, there was another guy um, who's already been found in Chicago. His name is Anaki Baskarin. Um, he's already been found right. dead. Um, and, and then 10 days later, there was Garrett Walker in Tuscaloosa, which was pretty much exactly the same as those two. Um, walking home, leaving yeah. a bar, right. found his personal belongings on the river. I'd like, to, I'd like to throw in there that uh, the case that got Will started there, Joey Labute, is a great case to go to as kind of like a uh, preliminary case uh, when researching these. And in terms of a case that has been ruled a homicide um, and which is essentially prototypical of the M.O., and it almost validates the MO when you read what happened in the uh, Labute case, um, because he he was seen he was seen on CCTV leaving the bar, sentient, not overly drunk, 
Um, when his body was found, it was found in an area that had already been searched repeatedly, as I'm reading here. Um, the cause of death wasn't drowning for Labute because um, he showed no water in his lungs. So an undetermined cause of death, um, but it was ruled a homicide. Um, so that essentially, you know, the perfect case for a validation because it, it goes to show that all these cases that followed suit from this could also in, in a certain light be deemed a homicide as well if you had different people looking at it um, or, you know, a fresh, a fresh view, so to speak. Yeah, great point. Funny, funny you should bring that case up. Let's I want to point out something that it really drives me crazy online these days where sometimes people reach out to me and they're so used to um, being stuck on what they saw 15 years ago. And they don't understand that what is happening has changed. It has evolved. It's it's much more. And for instance, Labute was a homosexual. Um, People think that all the victims are, you know, straight beautiful frat boys got everything going for them. Yeah. They like them too, but it's something has changed. And if you watch it every single day, I mean, like I do, like you guys do, you, you can see the change just in the victims because the stories are the same, but the victims are a little different and Labute being gay. There's a lot of, a lot of these victims are gay or, or bi or, and not all, but a lot. A big there's, a, there's, a, there's a good spectrum of victims. And I would say that lends to the notion that the killers are not necessarily targeting people that are of a certain lifestyle, but more so people that are in a certain circumstance. For sure. Or in a vulnerable circumstance, which could be a wide range of people, um, which is why you see, you know, homosexual, you see uh, people of color, um, you know, you see all kinds of um, different, uh, you see Chinese cases, uh, Asian cases. Uh, For sure. Um, I I don't necessarily believe they're targeting someone specifically because of their nationality or how they perceive uh, their lifestyle is necessarily more so they're just in a particular vulnerable circumstance. True. Um, You know, that's a great point, too. And I I was I I also want to point out that, you know, depending on the area and the pocket of where it is, sometimes the victims are different, but they're all the same in that pocket. Maybe it's and they also do. Maybe the crime will be a little different um, compared to, you know, maybe cases like in Columbus, like you're talking about, Joey. Right. There's been other there's been other cases of young men in Columbus, Ohio. That's a hot spot. Just Um, missing. There's a couple with just missing. They haven't found the bodies there yet. Right. Right. There was one last guy. He's still he's never been found. I forget his name. Um well, it's interesting you say that because the Chicago cases that are the most recent ones, uh, two of the three are African-American, right? So Jelani Day disappeared yep. August 24th, Oribe Contain 26th, and then Inaki Baskaran all out of Chicago within, you know, six months, uh, two months of each other. Right? Someone someone on your timeline also brought the case of Brian Bone um, to the forefront. He disappeared celebrating his birthday in Florida in relatively similar time frame. And he was also, uh, I yep. think, uh, I can't, I don't recall his, he definitely wasn't white though. No, Brian, he was what was his name? Uh, Brian Bone. Brian, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that case. We was out partying in Orlando. Again, another place that a lot of people who are stuck on what they've read 15 years ago don't understand that Florida is actually a very big hot spot for these smiley face murders. Panama City, Destin, Uh, Orlando, the University of Florida State at Tallahassee, Miami, um, 
there's definitely been an expansion, you know, um, although there's been no murders in Panama city, uh, or the Destin area in over a year, two years. Um, but I was going to say since I've noticed something since the new show that was put on, um, detective Gilbertson and, and, and uh, or excuse me, on oxygen. And, and, yes. Right. Ever since that show came out, and it did get a lot of um, publicity, the the a lot more young African American men have been victims yes. that I've seen. Even yeah. where people are pointing it out, I was seeing comments on this chat room under uh, already. They were saying the same thing they've noticed. Um, I've definitely noticed. Smart. I mean, there's there's always been some African-Americans that victims. Joseph Smedley, you know, he's a couple years older. That was at the University of Indiana. I'm very good friends with his sister and his family. He was an African-American, just like Jelani Day. Looked just like him. Super smart, very talented, uh, got everything going for him, you know. And Right. There was one out of, another black guy out of Chicago who was a medical doctor. I don't know if you're – I can't remember his name. But he was African American. Do you remember? And his brother was looking for him. I can't remember. I do. Josh There's been so many, man. Yeah, so many. It's hard to keep track. It's it's really it's really sad. That's it's sad that we're to the point where, man, I, I have trouble keeping up. There's the the names of these poor men. And it's just the same story. They're out partying. They take a you know these pictures of the CCTV cameras are all the same. You know, it's just like the same mo. They're out. Oh, he was out. Garrett Walker, drinking. Yeah. It's just incredible. Never seen anybody at the University of Alabama. I have seen victims, obviously, in Alabama, different places, but that's the first victim I've ever seen in Tuscaloosa. Right. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I think a lot, if not all of these, all fit the profile. Oh, absolutely. I was trying – I was explaining to Igor, but I find his work so fascinating, and I'm always looking for things to show us who's doing this definitively. And one of the things I I've noticed is um, just how, how big this is and how it just continues to grow. And it seems to me, and I've said for years that the victims, whoever is doing this, they're being trained because they're the same story over and over again. You can just read my, can I put something to you, Jim? Is it possible Please. that the success of the cases over the years have kind of added to the proliferation and why it's so widespread? Because essentially, in, like anything in life, once you see it successful, um, essentially you have to be in the know. You have to know that it's happening, obviously, and you have to realize and see that you know this is obviously a very, a very polished and successful way of of doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't that that thought process that it's a polished and successful way didn't necessarily exist 15 years ago. I mean, the cases sure. that have happened in the, in the in that time have probably lended to the the impetus of potential people who are interested in this in this mo or variations of mm-hmm. this mo. Mm-hmm. They definitely follow a script, and they definitely use the same t- tricks over and over again, all over and. Whoever is doing this, it's organized, man. I know y'all know this, but why they? when I say kill cycle, I post a lot of time, and I feel like I say, man, we're in a kill cycle. And what that means is, and we've been in one since Halloween, we're going to continue to be in one until after New Year's. Um, there's going to be a lot more victims coming up and starting any day. 
I mean, we're going to start seeing a lot more leading up to New Year's and Christmas. But they all start working at the same time, right? It's not random. It's like, you know, I do the same thing every day. I read Missing Men um, when they, as soon as they go out missing. That's that's how I'm able to to put out victims so fast because I'm able to see the cases immediately instead of before I started doing this, people only saw victims after they were found in the water. And then they would say, oh, well, this happened. I, 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 I'm ahead of them. And it all, you can start seeing it like it's boom, 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 just like it on Halloween. So somebody's given an order. The order goes out because then it just stops and then it'll stop for a couple weeks. And then it'll start back up again. Boom, 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 boom. Just like now. Um, it sure looks like an order has gone out. It's funny. You know, you see what uh, one of the comments says that uh, from Kill Ball, that uh, he could conclude that there's a small, there's small cells of disciplined teams working an area and then moving off to another area. Um, I don't know if Ball, the commenter, or anyone in the chat, or if everyone in the chat has read uh, the article by Jack Murphy, but he, he comes yes. to very, very similar conclusions in his article. Yes. Let me um, see if I can pull that up. Jack That's Murphy, a great article. Jack yeah, Murphy is really a, a trained professional. In So when we're talking about, you're talking, you made a great point, Jim, that the it's very coordinated. And that's exactly what I see when I analyze the MO is something that's very coordinated, um, cuts out um, a lot of loose variables or unknown variables or attempts to. Um, and um, you, you, so the type of person to know this type of, um, this type of work um, black ops work is what I would best describe it as because that's right. what it is in, in its in its finest. Right. Is somebody like Jack Murphy, who's extremely trained in that type of stuff. And you see at the top expert analysis, it actually is an expert analysis. Um, For sure. Um, and I believe he comes to very similar conclusions um, that um, the commenter ball is uh, referring to. He, he cuts out the conspiracy theory, which I try to do the same thing. I'm irritated by the people who muddy the waters per se of this. And I, I won't name any names, but there's a lot of people out there trying to make a buck and they try to make, and they've really hurt innocent people because they're muddying the waters about what's really happening. And Jack Murphy's, I thought article was brilliant because it's, it's just cut and dry, which is what I thought William's always been that way. Um, I find what you are the same way. We're not pretending that monsters are grabbing kids. I don't believe that, right? I mean, the data that what I keep and what I put out, all it does is just shows where these men are being killed at. And when you start looking at that data, you can definitely see the pockets. You can definitely see where this is happening over and over again. Right. You know? And it's by people, every crime scene I've ever been to, too, which I've been to a bunch, it's all places that are off the beaten path, a majority of them, that only a local person would know. So these aren't people in town hanging out. They would get caught doing that. They don't. They know where the cameras are. They know where the roads are. They know where the soft spots are, everything. I mean, and I think if something falls, they don't take people. It's stopped. But if everything checks, checks up and plan goes through. Yeah, you were you're referring to the fact that the killers to be so successful, they would have to abort so much. And you're 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 so you're you're right to a certain degree that uh, they're not necessarily um, 
screwing up so they're not screwing up in the eyes of the public or they're so successful because they probably are picky very picky with how mm -hmm. they operate um and yeah that's a, that's a great point yeah they definitely make mistakes too though and that's another misconception that people think well how if this is real how come you know how come people have never been busted well you know you got local law enforcement which you know i respect law enforcement but local law enforcement is doing an awful job awful because they allow this to happen and don't investigate. I've been, when I got involved in this, I investigated very little and st was talking to people. When you talk to families and you, you go, you know, try to add up the evidence yourself, it's pretty obvious. And when I say they make mistakes, I know they make mistakes because there's been, there was a guy who survived in Austin and he was missing three days, was downtown. There was been a bunch, there's another pocket that's been right. semi-quiet um, but long story short, they were looking at the the security footage on the wrong night. They're looking out for when he, when he went missing, they should have been looking for the night he was dumped. Um, again, just shoddy police work. And I, I, I definitely have started to understand why the FBI doesn't get involved anymore because there's obviously corruption at the FBI that we're seeing regularly. No doubt. They don't care about this stuff anymore. It's not a, it's not a, there is, they can't use it. So they don't do anything about it. Well, there was uh, FBI and secret service at the Dakota James hearing with Dakota James's mother. That's the last I heard of it. That was a while back, but. Uh, it's an interesting distinction though, that the FBI didn't say that there wasn't that any particular case was not a, a homicide. Cause there's a lot of cases in these bunch that can be seen as a homicide. They're just saying they're not connected, which is what, we're not contending that all of them are connected either. We're just contending that they're connected by the MO, by the way that people think about how they operate and how they operate. Um, and that's what the FBI could. It's weird because when you look at their conclusions, for all we know, they are actually investigating specific cases, right? Because they haven't said that there's a connection. They said that they don't believe there's a connection between cases. Um, what they haven't said is that, you know, certain cases are homicides, certain pockets of cases are homicides. We haven't even heard from them in years. Um, and there's been hundreds of cases to analyze, to look at, hundreds of really fishy cases that fall exactly in line with the with the cookie cutter that's developed. Um, I, I don't know that we can say they're not looking into every case. I mean, who knows? I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty um, they're pretty they keep their cards close to the vest, I guess, for a live investigation. Yeah. I don't I don't think they are, because I feel like they would do more. I mean, if you're looking at with Dakota James, you brought that up. They did nothing for the, the nothing. James family. Nothing. In fact, and that guy had the Garrett. Remember the Garrett around his neck that wasn't recorded in the um, yep. medical examination? Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can bring that up. I don't know if people have seen that, but that's pretty harrowing. You know, there's also other cases that are the same that I have talked to families, and they've sent me pictures of their loved ones deceased. Um and I've seen firsthand the damage that's been done to the victims, these young men um, with trauma. And I'm talking cases where it's reported that, yeah, there's no, there was no sign of trauma or anything. They'll report that in the mail, but the parents are like, no, this is right. right? I mean, right. that was the original case, right? The original case out of New York, the guy was blowtorched. Yes, he was. He was melted. Um, yeah. But no, I'm talking about people I know personally who have, um, they've told me that, that that's not reported correctly. And I, I don't think that's, I think that's intentional. I really do. 
Yeah, no, it's too big. I mean, the, the Coach James is a good one. What was the guy's name out of uh, McLean? What was his name out of New York? The original. Oh, um, victim zero. Yeah, victim zero. Um. <sighs> anyway, it'll come to me. But, I'll, yeah, I'll, I would like to. I'd like to throw in there uh, before Jim's point about the success um, of the killers. I was speculating with some guys on the uh, Discord that the missing cases, um, which we've seen about, you know, 10 to 15% of the cases which fall within the MO cookie cutter are about missing cases. They have never found the body. I would speculate between eight and 15% of the cases. Um, I mean, I think it's very possible that, you know, since we're talking about a group that aborts um, when things are not perfect, obviously, then we're also talking about a group that would never dump a body if the, if the abduction was messy. Or if they were, you know, they were unable to, you know, obtain the victim without, you know, leaving defensive wounds or uh, signs of a crime. That's um, happened, though, but it's ignored. It's ignored, correct. Yes. The fact that not all cases are cases of in water and that we do see this exact MO, but the body never found. Um, yeah. Right. For sure. That's a great point. I would say that's another thing that has been growing is that the victims have been found less and less gone um it's pretty weird why but i have seen defensive wounds where you know there's been a couple cases where there have been gunshots and this is something that's never been brought up people think you know smiley face killers don't have guns no they're using guns 100 percent because um there's been a couple victims that have been shot. I assume they as a last resort, correct? They will. They almost certainly have guns. Yes. Uh, they won't be using them at, at right. the start. They'll be using some type of electro weapon or some type yep. of capacitation device. Yep. Um, whatever you can imagine and dream up. But if the guy gets away, if the guy starts running and you have no control of the situation, you have to shoot. Correct. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you have a silencer. I assume they do. I mean, if they we're talking, I mean, uh, we've spoken in last previous videos about, uh, you know, in or. Uh, infrared capabilities and and uh, electroshock weapons i mean it gets pretty aggressive when you and gets pretty uh, mind-blowing when you talk about uh, abduction tools um but almost certainly they have weapons and we'll have to discharge them at some point right oh, yeah two victims here in georgia had gunshots um, and you would never know they were connected. You would just assume that they were some type of gunshot um, robbery gone wrong. Um, you would never assume that the person it was an abduction gone wrong. Well, one of the guys is 17, and he was missing. And I found a smiley face graffiti where he was found here in Georgia, and he was missing 45 days. And it's already been it's reported he was only dead, a deceased, like three days. And he had a gunshot. And he didn't die from a gunshot and they found him in the creek. And um, there was another case, Kelly Nash, that I can actually connect directly to other victims here in Georgia. He vanished at night, walked from his house. He had a gunshot. He was found in the lake. Have you guys ever heard, have you, Igor or Jim, have you heard of the whole femicide slaughter of women in Juarez, Mexico? No. So yes. there has been, yeah. okay. Have, yeah. Well, this has been ongoing for 30 years, probably back to the 90s, which is young women in the maquiladoras get abducted and their bodies are found. And there's really no recourse. Like there, there's been multiple investigations. There's been investigations from El Paso, 
into it by uh, journalists. There's a number of books. There's really good podcasts actually about it. But Kilbaum mentioned about this that it's very there. There is some kind of overlapping element because there's an element of selection of these young girls. The they were an ultra wealthy. Well, the the cartels were basically running this thing where they would select the girls through putting up fake kind of uh, computer training. And then they would select the girls and those girls were selected for abduction and gang rape and murder. And it was something that happened in the group where this, like if they celebrated a big drug transaction, they would abduct a girl and just victimize her and kill her. And that was a way of social bonding. It's not believable, but that's exactly what the conclusion was of a lot of people is that these women are being killed and it's in the number of 400 and there's been very few arrests. There's been some fake arrests and corruption within the Juarez. Same with the same with the smiley face killer. Who knows how long that's been going on for? You said 400. That's when that's in the internet era. Um, what about in the 700. 70s? Yeah, what that about might the be 70s low. and yeah. the 30s? You know, um, you know, for all we know, because uh, the assumption is that it's cartel related. I mean, that's what everyone that's what everyone's main assumption is. But um, it's in, it's interesting, Igor, because there are similarities. Because these women like were pre-selected, they're po impoverished, right? Mm -hmm. Very poor, and, and it's almost like the the victimology of the perpetrator knows that there's not going to be any recourse. And if you look at Dakota James, for example, it's almost like he was selected. You know that article by Nicole Weisenstein? Oh, he like, was. He yeah. was selected. That was not a. That was not. Um, a lot of these guys are selected. I really yeah. believe. I feel like a lot of these guys are. It's or through the gay apps or whatever. Like there's total I mean, connection there. Yeah. Look at all these victims. Just what just happened in the last month. You know, um, Garrett Walker, for instance. Where where was he going by himself? I mean, right. a lot of these guys, including Dakota James. You you brought that up. I've always suspected that he knew he he trusted the wrong people. Right. And that's so why there was no struggle. Right. His last picture on CCTV was walking with his phone. He's probably on some app. Yep. And it also goes against the presumption of that he was too drunk, which is to, to actually work your phone and walk at the same time. You can't be that inebriated. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to put yeah, just a exactly. sec. I'm going to put yeah. up a picture of Dakota James. It's very graphic. So if people are sensitive. Do not look at this. I'm not I'm not personally sold on the selection part i mean yes i to a certain degree it's kind of scary how close a lot of the victims look and their their you know their uh, their characteristics uh that's very scary and i mean you, you would think that they're technically you know searching for but as you said searching for a specific individual but as you said there's so many new cases with you know a wide variety of um individuals of all walks of life um all walks of characteristics, I would say, not all walks of life. It typically is young males. Um, that's, a, you know, of, of, of all characteristics. Um, and I believe it's not more of a selection, more so it's just a, a uh, the person being in a vulnerable situation. Um, the hallmark that I see in a lot of these cases is that, um, like, the cases can be focused down to cases where the victim was kicked out of a bar, celebrating something, or a holiday. Right. And when you when you when you when you kick out every other or when you take out every other case from your pool, even though there's going to be a lot of cases that maybe maybe jump in there, maybe don't. If you focus on cases where the person was kicked out of a bar celebrating something and there's holidays, you realize there's a lot of cases that fall into those um, that category. Like a lot of those cases, maybe 50 percent 
fall into that category where they yeah. either kicked out of the bar celebrating something or holidays. And the reason why those two things are connected is because the person either draws attention to themselves as being overly inebriated as they leave, right? Which is what kicked out of the bar essentially would be. Or there is just lots of inebriated people on the streets and you have more than average type of people to leave the bar at 3 a.m. alone celebrating something holidays, right? You know, not every, not everybody every day is leaving a bar at 2, 3 a.m. at night. Right. And one of the reasons I was talking with somebody else about these cases, one of the reasons why there might be more victims in the cold is that there's not as many people to see it, right? So the victim's mm -hmm. out there, but nobody else is out there. Nobody's crazy enough to be in 20-degree mm -hmm. weather. Unless so you're involved in nightlife, you will never be outside at that time. Correct. Yeah. That's a good point. Definitely a lot of less people out at night where people don't, you know, almost all of these murders too happen late at night, right. you know, which makes you think that these aren't regular people doing that. Regular people like myself, I pass out at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, right? I'm getting old. I mean, to be up that late at night, that says a lot about who's doing this. Which is let me just a lot of young people continue. Right. Sorry. Let me just, let me just comment on this picture of, of uh, Dakota James so I can sure. take it down. This was him found 40 days after he was missing. This was not found by the Chinese medical examiner. And I, I'm not a medical professional, but I can tell that there's something that's been around his neck. You can mm -hmm. see the blood. And the other thing about him is that if he had been in the water for 40 days, his skin would have been mm -hmm. a disaster. Marble. So where is he for those days? He was probably alive. For 35 days it reminds me a lot of the patrick mcneil case that is like yeah. scary similar patrick mcneil had garrett that's or something around his neck as well victim one you said yeah, it victim one that's it patrick mcneil yeah right and it's the same thing you, know, you can go to jenkins right so jenkins was one who uh you know he had hair in his hand and all yeah. this other stuff so just you can go through these cases where they find yeah. extra stuff that was one that you turned me on to was nas muhammad right that guy had broken teeth and stuff. Like they never reported that. Oh no, much much worse than that, brother. Uh, no, uh, your Mason Cox, who was murdered with David Wood on New Year's Eve in Georgia. There was four men that week, but those two were murdered together. And yeah, he's got a broken nose. He's got broken teeth. Um, looks like he was beaten. No, Nas Muhammad, his trauma was so severe that the police, which you can't see, find this online anymore, but as soon as his body was found, they they said that it looked like he had been hit by a car and then was able to jog and fall into the creek. He had such severe trauma, but I had been to that park. The road is like three quarters of a mile from where the river, the creek was. So it, the, there's the no water, way. The water really helps them. It's actually insane. In so many of these cases, you see how difficult it is for the MO to do or the ME to do their job because of how much uh, post uh, postmortem wounds you get while being in the water. I mean, you don't imagine right. being in the water, you're going to get a lot of wounds, but there's rocks, there's branches and twigs, there's, yeah. there's fish. So one of the recent cases, he was only in this, in the water for four days and his body was eaten by the wildlife or the fish. Um, it's, it's, I mean, in some of these cases, the body was, had been in the water purportedly for months. So um, you can only imagine the ME, um, trying to find some type of defensive wound when the guy's been bitten to shit by fish and hit twigs everywhere. I mean, turtles, boats. Oh God. Uh, yeah. I, I, I almost feel for them, but it, it just adds to how successful and why, why it's been such a popular, popularly used MO over the years.
I mean, that's a great point. You know, from a standpoint of law enforcement as well, when a body is found in water, that's not a murder scene. That's a recovery. Great point. And it's Great not a murder scene. Point. So no one's doing anything. No one's no one's going to. And definitely with the way crime statistics are and how our countries run, they're not going to go change a drowning into a murder. That's going to screw a lot of people's day up big time. That's, a, a, that's the other part of this. There's a woman named Andrea Zafaris, and her job is to actually train law enforcement on how to properly handle bodies found in water. So if you go to her Twitter and you Google her name, it's Z-A-F-A-R-E-S, Zafaris. Um, she, uh, Andrea, um, she um, has a great body of research. Zafaris, uh, Z-A-F-A-R-E-S. A-R-E-S. Yeah. So what she, what she does is she goes around and, and uh, schools police officers on how to properly handle bodies found in the water. Because what happens is, as Jim just astutely said, in which I don't think anybody's made that point that I can recall. I've made that point privately to myself, but it's refreshing to hear Jim put that point out, is that when they find the body, they don't immediately treat it like a murder scene. Because to treat a body found in water like a murder scene, you would have to, you would have to tape off the entire body of water to find out where the body went in. So there's a, so the police would never do that because that's way too time consuming. So there's a very specific method they have to go through, but nobody goes through it because everyone assumes a body found in water was accidental. It's not a homicide. Um, and a lot of the police officers, they're just not schooled. They don't know. Um, they just, they're not knowledgeable. They don't come across um, drowning homicides um, enough. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And have I missed any of the other cases that came out? Because I probably have. I mean, I have. What do I have here? This there's was one from 2014. That's uh, here. That's there, uh, there's a ton, but not all. You know, you know how it is too. It's like not every case gets the same amount of attention. Some cases become a huge national story. Dakota James, Jelani Day, right? Shane Montgomery. Yes. A lot of cases don't even get noticed. You know, Let's go through. Yeah. It's really sad. <clears throat> been how, so how, long was, how long was Brian Bone missing? Do you know? Uh, not a couple days, less than a week, I think. Not long. Speaking of, you know, Santo, who's still missing, but, you know, I, I firmly believe he's going to be found before Christmas. I think he's being held. And why? Who knows? But there's going to be an important date coming up, whether it's Christmas or there's a lot of a lot of a lot of victims are found on the same days in December. Right. And it could be at the end of the month. It could be Christmas, um, but he's going to be found soon. Yeah, yeah. You pred- I had one from you recently where you predicted the guy's going to be found and he was found the next day. I, I didn't say that. It was it was him and Anaki. Um and I said it was like a Wednesday, and I said I have a feeling one of these two are, will be found either tomorrow or the next before before the weekend, and the next day he was found. And that's because somebody made a comment about PR in these comments. These people love the media; they love people talking about it. They want that body to be found before the weekend, so they can put that story on the news. And happens all the time. That's why I knew that one of those. Both those men, it was it, it was spreading about them missing, and they had just eaten it up. And I knew one of them would be found Friday, 
and that's what happened. And that's why I feel like is they want the attention. They like it. And I think that's part of the smiley. They're laughing at us. They think it's hilarious. That was Garrett Walker that you predicted. Let me see if I can post it here. Oh yeah. No, I knew he would be found in the river. I I predicted that he would be found in that river. I, I knew just by the story, you know, I mean, he guess guess what he was too. Guess what major he was. I don't know. What was he? He was very bright. Yeah. Yeah, very bright. An engineer. Engineer. Wow. Hmm. Funny, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good comment by uh, Hill Dog, juking the stats. I think it's worth noting that you know that that contributes a lot to the success of this this mo is the fact that um, uh, a a un, unwitnessed drowning victim is probably the worst nightmare of any detective ever because it's basically going to be a very hard case to to uh, to to uh, to work on, and it's almost definitely not going to be cleared if you work on it as a homicide but if you dub it as undetermined which they have a lot of these cases or accidental it's a it counts as a clear um right so so they basically it's just a cop out and it's just a way for them you know for for uh, colonels to become majors or whatever they say in the right. wire so it's so true great, i yeah. love the wire that's that's yeah. that's where i learned about the crime statistics that's a great point about how they make the crime statistics say what they want to say Hence, we are not going to turn an accidental drowning into a murder. That ain't happening. Um, I think I want to. I want to just while I have you guys. I think I want to focus on a couple more recent cases that can be drawn that have some nice connections to previous cases. Please do. Um, I think Anaki Baskerin. We were talking on Twitter. Um, has connections to quite a few previous cases in Chicago. I think three or four cases, very common smiling face killer cases, where went missing within the same square mile as an Aki Baskerin. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching that case very closely to see how the autopsy come out, comes out. Um, the second one's Brandon Santo. He has another, um, that's, that was on campus at, uh, in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan state, which is exactly same square mile as a, a handful, I think two or three other cases. Yeah, lots. Yeah. Um, uh, and so those two cases, I would, I would tell your viewers to keep a star on and they can go back and see the, and see which cases I'm referring to. I don't have them listed. Um, but two other cases which your viewers um, in the uh, Discord brought up were the two cases of the kids found in the quarry at USC. Yeah, right. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, quarry cases. <laughs> Great those, point. Yeah, those have an interesting – so those two cases happened in 2020 and 2021. Um, and those two cases are really interesting because they have they have a very interesting connection to two – quarry cases that happened a year apart in whitewater right um, in uh, six, wisconsin right yep. six years yeah, apart. Yeah. that was benjamin so the, the two cases in usc were michael keen in 2021 k-e-e-n and sam london l-a-u-n-d-o-n in 2020 um both very similar cases went missing uh, after uh, on saturday night found in a quarry um neither neither deemed homicides um Pull that up. The latter had an accidental fall. Um, the the former uh, Keen, I don't believe there's a there's a uh, cause of death yet because that's the 2021 case. The two cases from Whitewater are Benjamin Fuder, F-U-D-E-R, um, and these cases from Whitewater are essentially like exactly the same case as the USC cases. Wow, just I mean, it's weird. I got know? another one too. Yeah, I got another one exactly the same. Mark, Mark J. Wagner is the pair for food. Wagner, yeah, Wagner. And they were both in the bar 
central area of Whitewater, if you remember. I Correct. Both so missing from the same area. Yeah, yeah, missing from the same bar area. And then, whoa, they made it to the quarry. It did, you know. Yeah. I was saying, I got another victim here in Georgia that was the week after Nas Muhammad, and he was also found at the Vulcan Quarry wow. um, in Noonan, awesome. Georgia, and I predicted it. He posted that day that he was a picture of the rock quarry and then went back out with four, three other friends that night. And then they left him and they never found it. And they found him a couple of days later. They had divers that were searching for him. They never found him. And then like four days later, they found his body underneath rocks in the quarry. And they said that he fell and rocks had fallen on him. And that's why divers had missed him. It's the same idea when you think about it, because even if the person, let's say, has a couple, you know, uh, defensive wounds that aren't very large. What happens when you toss them down in the quarry? How many wounds do they get there? Um, you know, even if they're dead before, um, I, I mean, it's it's hard to say, but it seems like a very similar, even though they're not ending up in water, it seems like um, when you look at the areas where the quarry deaths happen, there's actually no good water in that area. And it makes you think, would they have used right. water had they been in a different geographic location? Wow, so true. I was going to say, you know, while I got y'all both on the phone, and Igor, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. But since I've started reading, you know, collecting these stories and, and paying attention and doing what I do, there's been four crimes that are the same over and over and over again. And that's why I say it's accidental drownings like this. Um, there's hypothermia where not even in water, person's drinking. They try to say the guy passed out outside. He froze to death. I've seen that. A lot. Um, I've seen the submerged car trick where right, same yes. deal. Um, and they put the victims in the in their car and they slide them into the river or the lake somewhere or a pond somewhere. And I'm not saying every victim cases like that, but a lot of the cases and the circumstances where the men were is the exact same and they vanish. And the last one is. I'll be quiet. The last one is throwing people off of a cliff or they make it look like they jumped. And I can think of so many cases, specifically Ithaca, New York, where they have a strong smiley face cell, multiple ones. But in Ithaca, New York, um, a lot of victims found at the bottom of um, a ravine. And I've seen that a lot. Same circumstances. And that to me, that's what it is, is going on. And they all are have plausible deniability from the law enforcement when this happens all of them right yeah i mean i would say that um i would say that the way to approach it is the exact opposite way that somebody like spingola approaches this mm -hmm. so spingola loves to just uh make sweeping generalizations about you know victims and cases i think the best way to attack the smart face killer when you're actually discussing it with someone who doesn't believe it is to focus on it case by case because the cases truly do speak for themselves and whether or not you are arguing that the cases are all connected or it's just distinct people using it, um, it's it's happening. And I think uh, I think a guy like Spingola makes a lot of um, mistakes in his um, in his um, logic, yeah. and because he doesn't he doesn't like to. I mean, for him to for him to have someone focus on it case by case completely blows his position out of the water. Absolutely. So he can't do that. So his only defense is to entrench his position, which is that there is no, um, there is no 
connection and there is no killer and basically all cases are not homicides which is a very bold and aggressive stance to take because we know that some are and some are like a lot are likely um how many need to be likely or homicides for us to be vindicated let's say only five percent of all the cases we deem relevant are homicides are we vindicated i believe so i think it's going to be a lot higher than five percent but i believe five percent still means that's a very popular mo which is why, you know, a guy like Spingola, um, he, he, I mean, in his book, he didn't analyze a single case, which I believe to be relevant. Um, he, he, <laughs> he, he, he completely opened the net for cases, took in a bunch of different cases that, in my opinion, have no relevance to this money face killer theory and decided to dis- decide or, or in general, you know, they're very wide and all the cases he brought together... <laughs> Um, he did. He brought them together because they're so wide and not because they're yep. so close. And yep. he did that on purpose. Yep. Sure <laughs> so, did. Yeah. I don't so know if you great. want to comment on that. I, I do want to comment. I hope he listens. Now, he's a nice guy. I've been talking I, to him I like, for a I while. Like him. And he's one of my I, – I read his stuff back in the day a lot. So I actually don't have a lot of bad stuff to say about no, him. No, absolutely not. This. I read his book. I bought his book. Um, he He fears me. He, he won't debate me because I can rip his book apart to shreds. And what he what you said was that he cast a very wide net. He picked and choose. And since then, I've sent him, oh, God, tons of victims and said, hey, these guys are going to be found in Wisconsin. And he's always like, well, send me one that doesn't have any alcohol. I'll send him multiple ones. Oh, no. Well, this, you know, he, he it's just a waste of time. I think he knows. He's a very smart man. He knows what we're saying is true. He's trying to sell books. He's trying to get publicity by being the flip side to the coin, in my opinion. Um, he, he did some weird things. Like the first weird thing he did was he tried to, he, as you said, he tries to just, he tries to summarily dismiss all alcohol cases as people who are drunk do stupid things. Right. And he quoted some case where some person got caught in a duct, a duct shaft or like a duct or like an elevator shaft after they were drinking and they died. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is this guy all there? Like, is like, he, he was really smart back in the day. I thought, I mean, he might be losing a little bit of marbles because that actually is a horrible, horrible argument. <laughs> Why? Well, there's so many case? victims in lacrosse. <laughs> there's been so many victims in Minna and Wisconsin alone, lacrosse, uh, Eclair, um, one of the busiest states. We he's seen them all one by one by one. He just, knows. Just today, he tried to. He quoted you on Twitter saying that uh, he used a case where a teenager drove his car into the lake as evidence. Forty-five as years to, ago, as to why you were wrong. Yeah, he literally said, "Don't show this case to to Jim Smith because it's going to discredit him." And all I can do is I'm reading this, thinking, "How in the bloody world does this discredit you or anything that we're doing?" I mean. It's right. it's so un- irrelevant and nowhere near the, the points that we're making or the arguments that we're making. It's like he's he's being obtuse. I don't know if it's on purpose to sell books or he he has some type of personal hatred for alcoholics. Um, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, I I, I still do personal for sure. He it's something he doesn't like that it makes law enforcement look like they're not doing their job. In my opinion, right. He That's doesn't a like that. That's a great He's point. a cop for decades, right? He doesn't. He, was, yeah. he doesn't. I don't think he appreciated Detective Gannon and Professor Gilbertson coming into Wisconsin and the and the um, attention it got. You know, I, I've already threat. I've already uh, challenged him, and I'll challenge anybody. I I will debate him 
anywhere, anytime. We can go case by case. I, I can rip that book apart in three seconds. I've read it. Um, pretty scary. I mean, it's sad. To me, as law enforcement, something else he didn't do in his book, he didn't talk to any families. He didn't get dive deep in any of those right. cases. And I challenged him. Go talk to those families up there. Go interview 20 families of victims. I'll give you the list. And tell me what they say. And then come back to me. See, Such that's, a good point. Man. That's I know. Because yeah. they're all in there. I mean, you can just go through these families. Something's going on. I list a lot of those in my in the first documentary that I made. It's just like all those families are like, my kid was hit misfortune. There's a team rolling around going from city to city killing people was one parent statement. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's off the charts. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You talk to the families, you talk to the families of victims, which I've talked to yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they all say the same thing. I, I very rarely have ever met anybody said, Yeah, you know, he just got drunk and 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 drowned. No, you know, it was just an accident. Just leave me alone. No, quite the opposite. People say, Yeah, police won't talk to me. Um, this was really weird. This is he's never acted this way before. He was a great swimmer, he had no reason to be there. Um where is his phone? Where's his shoes? Where is this? I mean, there's so many, all these families have so many open-ended questions. I get zero help. That's really what drives me. That's why Spingola is really scared to dive into each specific case yep. and why anybody who really has trouble convincing somebody about the smiley face killer modus operandi, what you need to do is pick specific cases and clusters that have very close similarities and just focus on them. And don't even try and pitch some type of global conspiracy you just focus on certain areas and people see the cases. They speak for themselves, the cases. Sure and do. a guy like Spingola cannot get deep into that because his entire book would be discredited based upon a couple of cases, which are clearly either like, you know, undetermined or homicides uh, or something, you know, clearly a suspect, um, which he will, he will refuse to get anywhere close to. Uh, uh, you guys, there's a question here from Hill Doggy. She has a question. That if you guys remember the Luke Coleman case, is one of the first uh, drownings and forensic drowning cases. Uh, what, was the, what was the name of that book? But she said the suspect band sus member suspect looks like a good fit for top suspect. Did anyone get his name? Do you remember anything like that? Uh, well, the Holman case is interesting because the he called his parents or something like that, and I guess that's the one where his phone went off right as he was abducted. Yeah. Um, and they went to the place where his phone went off, and there was like it didn't look like he fell in the water at all, and it was like a place where it didn't look like you would possibly fall in the water no cameras anywhere where he where he was last seen it was a it was a more residential area um if i recall correctly yet yeah, i'm looking at it right now i don't i don't recall the smiley face angle uh so that was you know, that was one of the first gannon gilbertson cases yeah that was oh, at the man. hotel where they were staying <clears throat> detective gannon and i believe that smiley face they wondered if they were being taunted if i, if I remember that correctly I don't, I don't see it though. That's the problem. Maybe from some specific individuals who maybe committed some crimes with this MO, but for me, there's too much effort in ensuring that they escape justice and that it's, it's seen, it's occulted, right? The ultimate circumstance of the victim is occulted from the public. Um, that it, it's, it, it's almost counterproductive or it almost is harming their other work that they're putting in to put some type of smiley face or connection there right um but i'm not saying that doesn't mean that some because there's because every our position all three of our positions is that there's so many cases and likely so many unsubs using this mo that who knows who knows what some unsubs have done in the past i mean 
if they're if they're getting away with this, they clearly feel like they're superior. I mean, it's not another question oh, yeah. that they taunted. They they were taunting uh, people back in the day with with tags. Not out of the question. Yeah, yeah. Hill doggy, where's that? Would you have a picture, or what are you talking about as far as specifics about who this member suspect is? But it does. Your question does remind me of the case of the guy outside of Philadelphia who was found in a river face down, whose name I can't remember, but the band leader was wearing a t-shirt with a smiley face. Do you guys remember that case? Yes. What yes. was his name? Do you remember? I, I can't remember his name now. Shoot. Yeah. I see his face. It's outside of Pittsburgh. What's his name? Um, that was a big case too. Gosh. So many cases now, I can't remember. I think he's getting, uh, he might be getting home and confused with Jenkins, I think. Because when he's talking about uh, the canine hit on the band member's band, I recall that being as the Jenkins case. Canine hit on the band member's band. I could be wrong, but I'm almost 80% sure that was the Jenkins case. Yeah, Homan was the guy who was the basketball star, Oktoberfest, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. You think he's getting the case maybe confused? Yep. Uh, I believe so. Um, um, yes, so many cases though. I mean, it's just it's just insane that the the, the faces change, but the story is the same. <laughs> That's a great way right. of putting it. That's a great. It's really way of sad it. and depressing. It is. And yeah. It's I. It's so frustrating, and I I it just it starts happening, and people start talking about it, and we I feel like we're getting somewhere, and then the stories just fade away because. The FBI and the local law enforcement just have no interest in doing this stuff. Nope. Oh, man. Um, here's another question. Artists like Machine Gun Kelly, he likes to come to Cleveland in December, do a home concert as a ritual. He has a smiley face, nail polish, and clothing. What's the connection? It's very strange, but a lot of these celebrities and people, and I list them in movies, yeah. and at least my second documentary, there's smiley faces all over the place. And there's a lot of questions as to why. Is it a cult thing? Is there some secret esoteric meaning? You know, there's a lot of things going on. And there's a lot of connections to known occultists. I mean, if you look at Alan Moore and The Watchmen, it just goes on and on. So, yeah, it's in the culture. I would say within music, I would say my guess is it means um, nihilism, right? So a lot of these, you know, these these music artists, they preach, you know, a nihilistic lifestyle or, uh, you know, be against the green night lifestyle. Um, you see that with Justin Bieber's uh, clothing. It's also right. a smiley face. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that in the, the deep esoteric meaning for all these music types for the smiley face is rooted in nihilism. I could personally be wrong, but uh, I mean, I did put some time into that uh, as Will can attest to. So I don't, I wouldn't disagree with you because there's certain, there's so much contempt for these men. It really is by these people doing this. They, I mean, they're, they hate these people. There's a there's a reason. Like you said, there's so much work that's put into this. Um, specifically, immense amounts, immense amounts. Yes. Right. Why bring a body back that's been searched multiple times and dump it exactly where it makes no happens? sense? Makes no why? sense unless you. Uh, yeah, you're right. Why? Yeah. Why leave shoes? Why leave shoes to torment people and then bodies are found? It's or, almost like they're making it harder on themselves. But in reality, when you realize it. They're making it harder in order to make it easier, right? If you understand that, right? Or to making it harder to be able to get away with it. Um, they're they're yeah. putting extra steps in as, as you know, as to, you know, to, to take out variables or unknown variables. Yeah. 
The other thing is about people. I saw somebody say something about snuff films. I don't believe that that's the case. And I'll say because I could be wrong, um, but I don't think so. Because if people were watching snuff films, some of these cases are really famous. I mean, I would think people would be to put two and two together a lot easier. Right. And I, I just don't I don't also don't get there's we're missing something where why men are brought back exactly where they were missing days later. Um, you know, if they were doing snuff films, they wouldn't go through that type of work. They would just get rid of the bodies. They're doing something intentionally to tell us something. We just don't know what it is. Great, great point. So some of the cases may be snuff, a very like a small minority of them, because it's mm -hmm. a great point. But I think that's where you have to go case by case and you can't make sweeping generalizations like a guy like Spingola because you'll follow the same parade because mm -hmm. you'll realize if you, you know, a focus on a couple of these cases, you realize that they do tell you more than you know, more than you think about, about that specific case and why it differentiates from other cases and why it needs to be looked at within or by itself or within a small cluster as a result, as, as opposed to looking at all the cases at the same time. Hmm. You know, uh, another thing, is that I've talked to three men who I believe are survivors. They all had no memory for 60 hours. Wow. Um, yep. Boston. All drugged at bars. Do they believe they were drugged at the bar? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. Well, I'll say, okay. So one guy was in Boston. He was out drinking at bars on 420. Um, he had to be rescued inside the, a wall in a tunnel. Um, he didn't know how he got there. He was screaming for help. Police arrested him. He immediately passed out. No memory, 60 hours. He actually was charged with trespassing, poor bastard, um, after almost being murdered. Um, the second one was here in Atlanta, and the guy was a vice president of his fraternity. He was at a fraternity party. He had just, he was, they were having a big party, and he got up and had to give a speech. And that was really the last thing you remembered for 60 hours again. Um, he should not have survived. He should have died. Um, he thinks he was drugged at the party at the fraternity party. Um, he survived. He had over a hundred thousand dollars in, uh, medical bills. All of his trauma was to his upper body. Uh, the police said he jumped off a train. He was train surfing. I that's, remember you telling me that. That's right. not true. He never did. He was an engineer major too. Like I was talking about earlier. Um, uh, the third victim was like I, I mentioned earlier was in Austin, Texas. He was at went he was at a party with friends. They went downtown. He's twenty. He was twenty one at the time. He doesn't remember when they went downtown after the bar. His he left his cell phone in the in the Uber, which that's pretty common as well in these cases. Um, one of the cases, the recently the phone was left at the friend's house or something. I think anyway. Um, he was found three days later in the river. Um, he has over $100,000 in medical bills and severe trauma. He had, similar to the Georgia Tech student, to his upper body. Um, he should not have survived. He was supposed to die. 60 hours as well. Missing. Wow. Gone. Wow. Same thing with Dakota James, right? Ready? Remember, he like came to, and he's like, I don't know where I was. I don't know what right. happened. Right. You know, right. Another like two weeks away. before he he was murdered and his friend saved him. 
But he wasn't, was he wasn't drugged on the night, though, right? Which is what's interesting, right? He was, right. If I recall correctly, he was seen sentient on the uh, sentient and walking on the CCTV. Yeah. The one that I remember was Tommy Booth, who was outside of Pittsburgh. He was at Bootleggers, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And he was found face down and in the bar. Yep. Sketchy. And he was telling people, God, this is a weird, crazy group of yep. people. I don't want to be around these people anymore. And then he was missing eight days, cigarette burns, you know. Yeah, hammers. Yeah. I think he got hit in the head with something. Yeah, so. yeah. people. The, they suspect P Professor and those guys speculated that he was part of the people doing this, yeah. and that he didn't want to do it, and it cost him his life. It's possible. I'd say I'd say the I'd say drugs, in my opinion, are in used in a very minority of cases. Um, I would say it's a less polished version of this MO is to use drugs. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the majority of people who are who have polished this MO and who have perfected it are not using drugs um, mm -hmm. just for a number of reasons, which I won't go into, but just efficiency and um, and um, ensuring that there's less variables and more vari or the variables you can control them, less uncontrollable variables um, has to do with not using drugs and using other methods for abduction. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's still in some of the cases you have to wonder um, how drugs play a factor into some of these people who are seen, you know, who are obviously who have obviously been drugged and then just disappear. Um, mm -hmm. There is there are cases like that. They do exist. Um, well, victims yeah. acting weird. Right. Even one of the last recent victims in the past month, they said that he'd gotten to a fight and it was the first fight he'd ever gotten in his entire life. And he was right. acting crazy. And everybody's acting drunk, or they say he's drunk, or that's the reason why it's, it's pretty weird. I mean, I've also seen cases and been told that it's possible that they use um, NyQuil, where they're forced people, not make, not drugging people, but victims have been found with um, excessive levels of NyQuil. Um, to keep them sedated for a long period of yes. time. I mean, if I have... If I have a victim in my house, I would feed him NyQuil all day long. Right. Um, without, you know, because knowing that if he's found in probably two weeks, um, it's probably out of his system. If they find him sooner, then, you know, the guy was just taking NyQuil for a cold, you know. <laughs> yeah. People have always said, it's another thing, they've always said that, you know, it's not possible for something to be this big and not be um, busted and broken up or caught. But the Nivium sex cult, but somebody brought up, I feel like is a perfect example, extremely funded, very big, was going on a long time. Look at Epstein. Same thing. Same. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This was a case that came out of Chicago too. another African-American guy disappeared, yeah. promising career, found in water. Ambrose Monia. That was I was trying to remember. Now I remember. Now I do. No, but you're absolutely right, Jim. Big funds. I mean, how long did Epstein get away with it? Probably 20 years, 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. So that's about the same time that the Smiley Face Killings has probably been going on, at least 25 years. So, I mean, it's definitely from what I've seen, like McNeil was 1997. And it's, I mean, I've seen a, a handful of cases in 1991. I'll say that. A handful, but none others until 97. 98 and then it explodes and then it's and then it's big and then in 2008 it explodes again and it, it has just been just spreading everywhere i mean I, you see on that point on that point i actually before i did this video 
just as you're saying that I did a I did a cases of case or case list of people kicked out of bars. I went to my master list and I just filtered them by cases of people kicked out of the bars. And I got basically from 2008 to um, 2014, a huge, huge uptick in those type of cases. Um, just what you described there, that time frame. I just want, want to point that out. Yeah, no, it's, you know, that's a great point. There's also other places where they're hunting or they're obtaining victims. Like what Will, what William said about um, online sex apps, that's a fact. We've seen that in multiple yeah. cases that victims look like it. Um, going to sporting events. Now there's there's definitely been right. more than a handful of sporting events. Buffalo Bills game in Buffalo new, uh, against the Dolphins years ago. Kid got kicked out. Found him in the river a week later. There like, was that one at the 49ers game in Santa 49ers. Clara. Yeah. He was a, he had a famous dad, didn't he? Wilcox. 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 Oh, Wilcox is, is different. Yeah, that's a different one. But oh, there was also that's a, that was a, oh, you know, that's a Packers game. Sorry, I'm not American, so my no, no, no. Calls. You're talking about uh, uh, <laughs> Joe Philbin, his son. Yes. Joe Philbin's well, son. Yes. That yes. that actually uh, that actually affected the Super Bowl, and I I'm gonna say that that's a fact because the Packers were defending champions and the week before they were supposed to go to the super bowl um after the they had already um they were they were playing the nfc championship game to, to go to the super bowl they were defending champs and philbin was the offensive coordinator for aaron Rodgers, and his son was murdered people heard him screaming for help he found that's one of the cases that actually got me started doing this because they very were cook, very cookie cutter smiley face killer and the Packers ended up. The Packers were so messed up after their offensive coordinator's son had just been killed that they didn't. They ended up losing to the underdog Giants, and the Giants went on to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl that year. The, if, I, I I think that if his son doesn't get murdered and the team doesn't deal with that, they probably go on to beat the Giants and win the Super Bowl. That's crazy. I know, but I'm just saying it's that's. The stuff that's been going on there last summer or two summers ago, was it last summer, or two summers ago, there were like three music festivals that victims in the same summer within the same month, same two months that vanished from the concert, found in the river, found in the creek. Wow. Yeah. Remember Jimmy Slack out of Pittsburgh? That was one oh, yeah. of the concert. Yeah. Yep. That'd be a great hunting grounds. I mean, you add that to a list of cases where if you were trying to convince someone, you just filter it down to cases of people kicked out of a bar, celebrating something, holidays and concerts, a very focused area of cases. You know, you, you shed off a lot of loose weight that is very difficult to, you know, make it, make it, make it work with those cases. But those cases, I mean, th that list of very focused cases speaks for itself, man. Um, yeah. Right. Do you remember Always Anthony? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Always an excuse for uh, people are drinking. Uh, but he was just drunk, right? You know, always, right. always a a level of so they can just blame it on something, and that's immediately. How many cases do you read? Like, oh, he was acting funny. He must have been a dumbass. You know, oh, half of them have to be something. So like disgusting. That. Watching the same people have to rectify these cases where the victim is known to not be too drunk before they're found in the water is actually funny because they just they don't know how to logic that between the two cases, right? right. Too drunk, to, too drunk, so he fell in the water. Not drunk. Probably still fell in the water. <laughs> like, okay, right. like, guys. Yeah. I mean, Igor. There's there's been multiple men who have who were supposedly going to the park to jog, gone, not drinking anything, found in the park, lake. Uh, ten days later, I mean, that Nas Muhammad was an example. He was just jogging with his friends at the park. Um, 
That's a, that's a good point Hilly Dog makes. I want to throw that in. He says, in Colombia, it's easy to acquire scoplamine. I think that comes down to why we see certain deviations. I mean, obviously, certain killers have access to certain utility that other killers don't. And that depends on where they live. I know some places, electroshock weapons are banned uh, in mm -hmm. some states. But in other states, you can buy them readily online. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, I think he's on to something there. Um, um, scoplamine? In turn, no, not not just school. I mean, just in terms of why certain people use different types of utility for these cases. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the quarry, for instance, is a piece of utility, right? They dump them in the quarry because they have no other uh, utility. There's no water. Um, he's saying that, you know, depending on where you live, you know, your utility may be different. In Colombia, it's very easy to acquire scopolamine. So maybe that right. factors into what somebody who's using this MO may use. In yeah. in South Carolina, you can, you know, freely grab an electro electroshock weapon. So why wouldn't you just use that? But in New mm -hmm. York, in New York, it's banned. You know, you have only your police officer, you can get that. So uh, there, if you know, you might have to use drugs, which we have seen in some of those cases in New York with drugs that are factoring in. So um, good point by uh, that poster there. Yeah, I don't think that's being used though in American victims because I just don't think the readability and availability of that drug is very easy to get, right? And the and the place no most victims, most them. victims probably not. You're right. right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Does anybody have any questions or anything? Anybody want to add anything? Anything we missed? We're about a minute twelve. Um, hey, I, I was just going to say one thing real fast too. If you want to go on my Twitter um, page. I use hashtags and I've always used hashtags as a way of being able to search victims in a state or a time so that I, you can search my old tweets and see by state, see for yourself. If you want to go search Michigan, you use the uh, hashtag abbreviation state like MI Michigan plus smiley face killers or SFK. Right, so, you, if so you use that MA. combination. I have to put in SFK MA or what? Or both of these? Just just go uh, hashtag SFK and then hashtag like MI. You can do New Jersey or New York or wow. see what I mean. And then that's and if they are able to, some of the stories they like the media outlets will get rid of them because they don't want them or but because the the name is there. There's a record of that, even if you can't find it on the internet anymore. Interesting. That's why I did this. Right. So many cases. Oh my gosh. Disgusting. Which is why somebody like Spingola has a real time putting logic to them and why he he's always going to get out logic with these cases because he refuses to, to address them on a case by case basis. Um, and it, at the second he does that, he, he would be a believer. Um, Igor, you know, all that goes out the window when you're able to send him story after story of missing men and say, hey, this guy's a victim right here. He's going to be found in the water. And then that happens over and over and over. And he, there's no way he can deny that. He can't just keep making – it's, it's, it's all posturing in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean – Strange. I mean, it also it kind of what's it the Center for Homicide Studies? Remember that thing they did on Smiley Face Killers? That was a joke. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the Spingola report where they just don't look into all the cases. Right. They just 
you know, oh, there's only 14 cases because Gilbert and, G and Gannon said that. Right. Oh, guys, whoa. whoa. That, that report was heavily based on the FBI finding that the cases weren't connected, which is fine. I mean, if someone wants to tell me that all the cases connect are connected, I'll probably tell them that they're probably crazy because there's just too many goddamn cases all over the world um, that it just makes sense that there will be separate unsubs that are distinct from one another using the MO. They don't know each other, right? right? But right. they still know the MO. And that, I mean, that is something that's different than what the FBI said. The FBI said that certain cases were not connected. Fine. I will, I will admit that because it's, a, you know, it's pretty hard stretch to say that there is something um, that's connecting all of the cases, every single one of them. But mm -hmm. as I said, you focus on specific ones, specific groupings, and then it starts to get interesting. And we don't know the FBI is not looking into certain groupings um, as they relate. We don't know they're not looking into specific individual cases because their assertion that the cases are not connected doesn't mean that they're not looking into specific cases as homicides, um, as distinct mm -hmm. homicides with different unsubs, um, which is what me and Jim Smith and yourself, Will, have been have been talking about. There's just too many cases um, and a lot, it's just a bad stereotype about these cases that they all um, revolve around graffiti uh, and they're, you know, they... Yeah. Everybody's drinking. And there's accidental drownings that happen all the time. So many stereotypes yeah, floating around in these cases. Yeah. People, people, I, I say this all the time. People do not, men do not get drunk and drown. That does not happen. Uh, I mean, if it does, it's the, it's the exception in, in right. my opinion. Right. I mean, we used to get hammered growing up and go swimming with our friends and this never happened. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. No, never, I never happened around when I was growing up too. No way. Yeah. See, it's funny because it's it's I believe it's the unwitnessed portion that makes it so rare. Right. So right. that all drowning statistics have all types of drownings encompassed in the statistics. So if you're water skiing and and uh, you drown, but nobody sees you or if all your friends are paddleboarding in the water and you drown, no one sees you. It's still an unwitnessed drowning. But there was people in the area. Right. There was there was people around and, you know, and people know what happened. There's evidence as to how you drowned and why you were in the water. Right. And all these cases, swimming. Exactly. In all these cases, unwitnessed, unexplained as to how right. or why they entered the water. That alone, that like that, that that is just that is shared amongst every single case. None of these cases have evidence of somebody falling down an embankment. And, you know, you see all their stuff scattered and there's evidence that they fell down this part and they're in the water now. They don't in none of these cases they know they know where the victim went in. Very little cases. They're just, you know, uh, and, and as such, they have no idea how they entered, why they entered, under what circumstances they entered, mm -hmm. um, which is what makes these cases so interesting and rare, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, rarer than your average drowning case. For sure. I agree. Okay. I definitely I definitely have seen evidence that boats are used in some of these crimes. How this just goes to prove how organized this is i can tell you you know joe mcneil for instance i was just having a conversation there's a water treatment plant where there's been multiple victims found in that area where mcneil was found and those are areas that only a boat would be able to go they're not you know same with dakota james um you know i i would think people thought that dakota was dumped with a boat these are not people dumping them on the side of the river and just throwing them in and driving a car and running off. Oh, no. Um, some, but, you know, even where um, Garrett Walker was found, ever saying that's a very industrial part um, where he was found. So just, just really proves 
another level of sophistication that, you know, these aren't dumb thugs. If they were dumb thugs, they would have been caught already. Right. So they're thinking, but they're also, they've made mistakes. They probably could have been sure. busted, you know? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Even if just were, nobody's looking up. Even if they were busted, how would you know they're connected, right? So this is- You wouldn't. Like, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to muse about is that who knows maybe there have been people caught in the past and who have just been blamed to isolated abductions yep. or isolated incidents or just isolated um, druggings oh the bartender drugged me oh yeah i got busted for drugging sorry yeah That's yeah it. no he so, goes to jail the for guy, a weeks, yeah, yeah he's exactly, got yeah. two people locked up in a dungeon you know so, so one of the cases here in fact it's actually the first case in georgia i think his name is justin Gaines' um case and he was at a bar in 2008 mama's country bar and he left and there's video of him people are watching him leave and i think he's the first case and it's funny because they have people in jail and they're trying not for his murder he's never been found he's one of the people like you were talking about never been found he meets he looks like a, a smiley face killer victim the story reads it and long story short the, they have a guy in jail and he's a gang member and he's part of a, a group and he swears that he's innocent. And the reason why they think that he's involved um, is because his family live near, near involved in gangs. And But one of the funny things is, is that they, when he went missing, they looked at, they went to a marina called Sunrise Marina. And that's the first place they looked for him. And since then, there's been like five more men. And it haven't been always young, but it's just, that that even the guy who's in jail, he, his girlfriend was contacting me through Facebook and swearing that what I do proves that he is innocent, um, which is I don't. It's hard to tell. Very strange. Yeah, there's a there's a comment there about the yeah you just put it up there about um, the how the FBI views lone wolf serial killers. It's true. They don't. They don't. And this and this is why Jack uh, Murphy's article is so good. They don't um, view lone wolf serial killers um, as distinct individuals using the same MO around the world. I mean, that's something that's fairly rare um, mm -hmm. and 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 unresearched in the in the course of you know scholar criminology and scholarly research pertaining to criminology. And Jack Murphy makes that point: is that perhaps we're looking for something entirely different. Um, and it was very refreshing to hear that type of view on these cases because I agree we are looking at something entirely different. Um, that kind of defies what people view uh, lone wolf serial killers are. Right. And I've actually researched two cases of gay serial killers who they think each author who investigated them thought they worked in, with somebody else, but only one went to jail. One was Randy Kraft with 100 victims in the L.A. area. And I think it was McDonough said that one of the bodies was dumped out of a window of a car. It had to have been somebody else to do it. It couldn't have been the driver. And then the other one was Eiler. It was uh, uh, Geraldine Choleric, and Eiler was the one who got busted, but he was taking somebody to somebody's house, and she said that there was somebody else was working with him. So those two people didn't get busted, and those were tandem killers, kind of like uh, the Hillside Strangler. So these people, sometimes people do work together, possibly even in groups, multiple serial killers. Let's see. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? No, just uh, let the questions through. I'm uh, I'm pretty much done. I don't know about Jim. If there's any other cases you want to bring uh, bring to attention, I think the the quarry cases. I think the quarry cases, and then Santo and Baskerin, 
I just, they, they have so many connections to previous cases that I think are just the particular ones that I would highlight for your viewers. Yeah. Baskerin is really something else. It fits the, the full weird. How many, yeah. Weird. How many people yeah. went missing and were found in water just like that in the same yeah. area as Baskerin. I mean, and this is the guy Jim thinks is going to show up sometimes. So he's missing oh, yeah. October 29th. Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't know about this one. I've thought about this That's because, good. because we, you know, there has been some weird clusters recently and a lot of people are talking about these new cases uh, like Walker, Baskerin, Bone, mm -hmm. Santo. I, I almost think that this one's not going to be found because it would just, it would just, you know, so much discussion around the new cases. If there's another case that you can draw to some previous cases, which Santo is one of them, there's a lot of other cases that happened on Michigan State University as well. The exact same cookie cutter cases. Man, there's going to be a storm of people talking that talking this up, and maybe something happens. I mean, um, and maybe yeah. the killers know that. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it would be might be too much to put this guy in water at this point. You would um, think so. Yeah, you would think so. But I, I I I don't just because of the holiday aspect, and the holidays are a big part of what's going on. I mean, it's, you can set your clock to it. I start, I start watching because I know what's coming, right? Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's all, this is the busiest time of year um, where people are out drinking and partying and enjoying life and people are being preyed upon. Uh, I, I wish I was wrong, but yeah, I, I do think he's going to be found. I mean, there's always a Christmas victim. There's multiple, usually Christmas victims, People found on Christmas. Look at this picture that I have up, Jim B and and Igor, because in the background it's probably unintentional, but there's a smiling uh, jack o' lantern. Crazy. That is unintentional. Wow, unintentional probably. This, um, so the, yeah, this this comment by Pixie um, about the Manchester, England cases. I mean, I have a lot of personally. I don't know about you, Jim. Um, I can only assume you do as well, but I have a lot of yeah. people from England contacting me. There's I been guess. a huge renewal of of interest in these cases particularly scholarly interest because there's so many new cases in the UK. Um, and in the UK, it just seems like they're more interested in researching them. I don't know why, but they, they haven't. Whereas in the US, it's like, you know, it's been passed. We, it's allegedly been discredited by the FBI. So it's kind of like a thing in the past. Whereas the UK, I mean, it's it's a very hot topic. A lot of people are talk, like talking about some of these new cases that have happened. Yeah, interesting. Um, when you say recent cases, are you saying within the last couple months, kind of like the American case? Not, not just Manchester. Yes, uh, in the oh, last two, in the last two years, there's been a lot okay. of cases that I've been brought my brought to my attention all over it's England. Slowed though in Manchester, right? I, I don't so. know about Manchester particularly. I just, yeah, I, I'm not too into the English cases um, because there's so many of them. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, you have to pick and choose your battles as a researcher. I mean, uh, for yeah. sure. I've been through all of the Manchester cases. There's like 60 or 70. Gary J has, has investigated those. Mm -hmm. There's four or five that are definitely smiley face killer type cases. But a lot of the other ones don't. There's a lot of, you know, homeless people who fall in and some that really just don't mm -hmm. kind of fit the profile. But there's some like some guys calling his mom screaming. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, and at big venues, uh, sport venues or music venues. So uh, mm -hmm. definitely, I think some of those cases fit. I covered those in the first documentary. Yeah. You know, I would say that it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about different areas have different MOs, but if I've seen it grow in Europe, Manchester being one of the worst, Amsterdam is also bad. Um, in Paris, London, 
Um, there's multi multiple uh, Australia, uh, Scotland, and Wales. All of the UK has had this problem. Young men disappearing. Sweden as well. One of the one of the Discord guys sent me a Swedish case, which is uh, yep. you know who knows whether it's related to any other case, but it was a case of a young man going missing after um, leaving a party at an odd hour. He was alone and he was found yep. in water, and you know it was a Swedish case. So uh, I mean. Uh, <laughs> It, that's why you have to approach it case by case and making any mm -hmm. sweeping allegations about all the victims um, um, and how, like who they were and, you know, whether mm -hmm. or not they were particularly drunk or, you know, they succumbed to an accident. You just have to focus on the case by case basis um, because there's so much differentiation, um, right. different but like patterns and stuff that, yeah. I studied one in Amsterdam as her name was Ramon. Berinsma, and that was definitely a case. He's running around, he's upright, he's out mm -hmm. late at night, and literally found in water that if you fell in, you would just stand up and walk stand out. Stand up. Crazy. Yeah. Right. And the reason why I do feel like this is so big is because, and this is something, I'm the only person who says this, is the dates of what I just said, where if you're watching this, you'll see victims all over, right? Or it's the same time. There'll be victims for New Year's. There'll be victims for these holidays um, for some reason. And it's the same over there. It's the same in Canada, right? It's the, the a lot of Canadian cases. I've been, yeah. I've been because I'm from Canada, I've been looking into a lot of Canadian cases. Dude. It's shocking how many there are. It's grown. Fit, fit the cookie cutter in Canada. It's I, grown. That's, that's my new interest recently is Canadian cases. Man, wow. it is huge. It is huge. In fact, they've been more vicious in the past couple years than america i would say the last two years wow. man, canada has exploded um jim you told me about that thunder bay where they were getting rid of indigenous girls huh. right there was a thunder that, bay yeah. Yeah. yeah uh thunder bay had so many young people going missing and founding being found in the water there and the rivers and creeks there that they started a watch that's right just like in lacrosse yeah, and right. these people yeah. are walking around town making sure nothing's happening remember that there yeah. was a guy didn't you get me in touch with some guy mm -hmm. he was on vice yeah that's right he wow. he runs the thing i mean wow. he they had they were had graffiti or saying something that the cases were connected in one of the places if i recall correctly and that's not very far that's just right over the border like in wisconsin and minnesota right i mean i mean i'm very open-minded i don't i don't think obviously this is monsters i don't this is people this is organized and what what ties it all together is the dates and how and the mo the, in my opinion right and right. i'm not saying every homeless person who is found in the river is a, a victim but when a young man who looks like these guys is at a bar and he vanishes just in same as in manchester or amsterdam and he's found in the water i mean how could you not same the comparison. Why are the why are there so many victims? I, I challenge everybody to watch uh, my f Twitter feed for the rest of the year until New Year's, and you'll right. see. Oh, yeah. you'll see. Just like Halloween, just like both these guys, um, Anaki and Santo. It was Halloween weekend. Wasn't Halloween on Saturday night? Um, this started. It, it started then. I think you could probably insert a lot of motives into the modus operandi, which is why we see differentiation and which is why the motive is likely different based upon which particular unsub we're talking about around the world um, and how distinct they are from other unsubs. I think you could take different motives 
um, like a whole bunch of motives that have already been speculated by people, including snuff, um, you put them all into the same basket and this MO works for it, right? You mm -hmm. might need to do certain dif different deviations, mm -hmm. but I think that's, what's so interesting is that it, the mo I wouldn't get too caught up on the motive because the yeah. motive is likely to be different depending on which unsub you're referring to. Um, it's the MO, as you said, which is, you know, which is similar, which can be, you know, used for different motives successfully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great point. Guys, we're at uh, 90 minutes. I'm I'm pretty much burnt out. Is there anything you'd like to add or anything I missed before we wrap it up and, and give contact information as well for both of you? You want to, Jim, you want to start? Jim? I'll just say thanks. I, I, I've said everything. I appreciate uh, the support and thanks for allowing Thank me you. to come talk with you guys. Thank Igor, you. you're so smart. I, I And William, you're so talented. I appreciate um, being allowed to even talk and debate with you guys. So thank you thank you uh anything you'd like to add igor anything you missed or contact information yeah the i think this uh, chat uh was long overdue jim and uh, i think the three of us getting together was probably long overdue and uh, i'm on twitter as well you can find me through my name i won't uh, i won't bore you with anything else and uh that's about it for me it's at igor sarsky right no i don't believe so but you can search me i i, okay. I believe i'm the only one under igor sarsky on twitter so gotcha so i'll put that in there and then um I got two documentaries and, uh, you know, I've done some a little bit of other stuff, some some documents and some things like that. If people want to look at my stuff, my website's William Ramsey Investigates, and I'll put links to my documentaries up. But thanks so much, guys, for uh, joining me. It's really great to be with both of you. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, cool. All right, stay there. All right, All right man.